Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS with Fiona and today I've had a special request. Please do send me your requests because I could do so many different readings and listenings and writings but if there's something you really want to focus on then just drop me a line like Yamuna did. Uh, thanks Yamuna and she asked me to do a reading from book 17 and it's a reading passage two and the title is A Second Attempt at Domesticating the Tomato, or Tomato, as they say in the States. I'll say Tomato. And so thank you very much for that, Yamuna. I'm going to talk about that today. I'd also like to thank and congratulate Anushka Tiagi. She's probably not listening to this because she's already passed, but she sent me a message to say that she followed all the methods taught by you in your podcast and I was able to get a band of 7.5 in the academic test. Um, so, yeah, I think these podcasts will really help you go up a band at least if, if you do them regularly and uh, act upon them. So if you can find the reading or the listening I'm talking about, they're widely available online, then I would do that after the lesson, go back and do it yourself. And that's a good way of reviewing some of the techniques that I'm going to talk about. This one especially, so sorry, so well done to Anushka, that's an excellent score. Um, so this one I'm talking about, first of all, I'd like to point out um, the vocabulary that is all um, in the my one of my topics is farming or agriculture. And, you know, with my topics, I pick out the ones that come up again and again, the, the words that come up that are key words in the IELTS test. And I'm just having a quick look about uh, look at this. It's all about tomatoes. So farming tomatoes talks about making them resistant to diseases. I've talked about that, about how uh, things like fungus, fungal infections can devastate crops. Those are key words. Um, breeding plants with mutations, genetic structure, uh, genetic diversity, reintroducing things. All of this is really important. Here we've got salt tolerant, resistant to common disease. Again, that comes up on the second page. Uh, commercial crops, um, drought or heat tolerant, crops that will thrive as the planet warms, um, species. All of these are on my vocabulary list and I practice all of those in my vocabulary booklet, which you can get on my website. So if you go to the menu, there's a new tab called a shop. And in that tab, I'm going to try and add a lot of my hundreds of worksheets. They're all available in the Members Academy, but I know people don't want to or can't join the Members Academy. So I'm releasing them kind of one by one. So you can just get what you need without having to buy the whole package, if you see what I mean. All right, so let's get started with this one. Um, Yamuna had a very specific question. She said, can you talk about reference words? I'm not 100% sure I, 
I know exactly what you mean. But as we go through, Yamuna, I'll, I'll talk about that. There are three sets of questions. The first set is matching information. So I always look at the questions. First, you've got five sentences. There are no capital letters there, but there are only five sections. So you you know you're kind of going to be jumping around a little bit. And that in itself gives you a kind of strategy because you know that you'll have to use your, your skimming skills to look for these five things. And the first thing is a reference to. Maybe that's what you're talking about, Yamuna. The first one's a reference. Second is an explanation. Next one is examples. Then a comparison. And then a personal reaction. So those are the five things you have to find. And I would underline those because it helps you look for a type of information rather than the information itself, if you see what I mean. Let me explain. So, for example, 18, it says a personal reaction to the flavor of a tomato that has been genetically edited. Now, the the words that stand out for me there is a personal reaction, not the flavor, the tomato genetically edited. That's that comes up quite a lot in the reading. But the personal reaction to the flavour is something different. It's going to stand out. And personal means somebody speaking, which probably means there will be speech marks. And the speech marks will lead you immediately to this answer in, in two seconds, honestly. 17, again, it's asking for a comparison. Now, this should set off bells in your brain looking for the language of comparison, bigger, better, smaller, taller, whatever. And this one says between the early domestication of the tomato and more recent research. So you're looking at a kind of in the old days and nowadays. Where do you normally find that looking to the past and looking at now comparison? It's usually in the introduction. I mean, think about how you write your task two essays um, about, I don't know, mobile phones. Very often people start those essays by saying, in the past, in order to talk to our friends, we had to write a letter. However, nowadays, blah, 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 for example. So it's the kind of thing that you see in the introduction and okay, I'll stop there and I'll go through each of those one by one. But maybe I should talk a little bit about that title because always check the title. A second attempt at domesticating the tomato. Now, on my vocabulary lists, domesticate comes up in the animals section. So we talk about wild animals and domesticated animals. Um, and in, in that lesson or that course, we, we talk about the difference. You know, obviously, wild animals are have not been domesticated like the cats. And, and, you know, there's lots of readings about wild cats and domesticated cats. So domesticated, I guess you could guess from the words domestic. It's another one of those IELTS words. 
so it's something to do <laughs> with um, the way people genetically modify the tomato in order to make it, well, edible. That's a, another word, edible. Comes up in my list of I-B-L-E, word formation things, and able to be used in the home. This will become clear in the text. The next set of questions is uh, the list of researchers that you have to match. Now, I really like those questions just because they're so easy to find with the capital letters. There are four researchers mentioned in this text, so you can go and find those quite quickly. And the last three questions are gap fill. If you've been following my listening tips this week, you'll immediately guess one of these answers without even looking at the text. I promise you, that's a promise. So let's go. If we quickly look through the text together, so we, we know it's related to genetically modifying the tomato. And in paragraph A, it introduces this topic. It says, it took 3,000 years for humans to learn how to domesticate the wild tomato and cultivate it for food. Another key word there, cultivation, wild. Interesting they use humans, isn't it? I've talked a lot about don't use humans unless you specifically mean humans. And here you do because it's not animals. <laughs> um, so they're talking about now... Two teams in Brazil and China have done it again in three years, and they've done it better. Re-domesticated tomatoes are more nutritious than the ones we eat at present. So you can guess that it's going to go into the technique of how they did it, why it's important. It says it could improve existing crops and it could turn thousands of wild plants into useful food. And it's called fast-track domestication. Could make the world's food supply healthier, more resistant to diseases. Could transform what we eat, according to Jorg Kudla. There's the first uh, researcher. And Jorg brings a statistic. It says there are 50,000 edible plants in the world. But 90% of our energy comes from just 15 crops. Isn't that incredible? And, and it stands out as a, um, a statistic. And Jorg, oh no, so the next researcher says that we can copy the domestication course of major crops like rice, maize, sorghum or others then we might try to domesticate plants that have never been domesticated. Okay, nothing special there. That's paragraph A. Paragraph B talks about wild tomatoes um, they, and how they bred these tomatoes to make them more desirable. For example, with a bigger fruit. But there's a problem. Here's the problem in B. Every time you just take this single plant um, and you, you try to mutate it, much genetic diversity is lost. For example, think about the tomatoes in the supermarkets. They, they last longer and they're bigger, but they don't taste 
very nice. They've lost much of their flavor. This is a drawback of this kind of genetic mutation. And what else does it say? So this is something they're taking into account in Brazil and China to maintain or enhance the desirable traits of wild tomatoes. Paragraph C comes back to Kudler. That was the first researcher and the changes they made. Nice language here for task one. They tripled the size of the fruit and increased the number of tomatoes. Um, and they boosted the red colour, the lipocene, lysopene. And this is good language for task one. The wild tomato has twice as much lipocene as cultivated ones. And the newly domesticated one has five times as much. Great words there for reference words. Notice the ones so you don't repeat tomato. And Kudler says they are quite tasty, a little bit strong and very aromatic. So here's Kudler. This is what he thinks about the taste. Remember this in speech marks. They are quite tasty, says Kudler, a little bit strong. And then it talked about China introducing wild tomatoes with these desirable traits that had been lost. For example, uh, being resistant to disease and more salt tolerant. That's interesting because they keep saying now with the droughts in the UK that salt water is coming onto the agricultural land and affecting the yields, exactly what this says. But this strain is more salt tolerant, means it can tolerate salt water. Then paragraph D talks about Joyce Van Eck in New York um, and the specific uh, ground cherry or golden berry that they're trying to make uh, edible. And what does it say? They're difficult to grow because they, the fruits drop. And there's potential for this to be a commercial crop if they can change it a little bit. But this would be expensive, she says. Oh, he says. Joyce, she says. And then paragraph E, we've got another researcher called Jonathan Jones. And Jonathan Jones is in the UK. And he says that his teams are keeping an eye or have their eye on. That's an interesting, there's an idiom there in, you know, this is an academic text. Idioms are not banned from academic texts, um, but you have to be careful which ones you choose. So they have their eye on other plants and there's lots of examples, foxtail, oat grass, cowpea. Um, and that's it. That's it. So when you look at the matching information, the first thing it says is a reference to a type of tomato that can resist a dangerous infection. So in paragraph A, it, it did mention um, that it could make, uh, could, let, okay, I'll read it could help make the world's food supply healthier and far more resistant to diseases such as the rust fungus 
devastating wheat crops. So it does mention the devastation of wheat crops and the rust fungus there, but it doesn't mention a reference to a type of tomato that can resist it. So when you go to paragraph C, it gets a bit more specific and it says, um, team in China re-domesticated wild tomatoes with desirable traits, managed to create a strain resistant to a common disease called bacterial spot race. So that's the dangerous infection which can devastate yields. And, and that is the answer. I find that quite tricky because why is it not A? In A, it doesn't mention a specific kind of tomato. That's the difference. It does mention such as, it says, rust fungus. I think that's quite tricky, actually. Anyway, the answer book says 14 is C. Sorry, I'm just looking at it again. <laughs> I'm going to come back to that, I think. No, it, it definitely mentions a type of tomato in paragraph C. It's the one where he says they are quite tasty. Okay. All right. In 15, it says an explanation. So we're looking for them to explain things of how problems can arise from focusing only on a certain type of tomato plant. So remember, we saw problems in paragraph B and it said if you only focus on one type of tomato, then um, the genetic diversity is lost. And it explains that in paragraph B. For 16, we're looking for a number of examples of plants that are not cultivated at present, but could be useful as food sources. Well, you would expect that to come at the end because they're looking towards the future of how they can expand the programme. You know, the implications of this research always comes at the end. And that's in paragraph E, where the, the three teams have their eye on other plants. And the, the examples are foxtail, oatgrass, oatgrass and cow pea. In 17, we're looking for that comparison. We, we already answered this one, really. Comparison between the early domestication, that's 3,000 years ago, and more recent research. And that comes really clearly in the first line, first paragraph, A, where they talked about 3,000 years ago and now two separate teams in Brazil and China have done it all over again. So where's the comparison? Well, they say they have done it better in some ways. Redomesticated tomatoes are more nutritious than the ones we eat at present. So that's the clear comparison language. And in 18, we were looking for that personal reaction to the flavour of a tomato that has been genetically edited. And it's in paragraph C where Kudler says they are quite tasty. And it's this specific one 
that they created that was also the answer to 14 that can resist a dangerous infection. So there are two paragraph, two C's, A, B, E, and there's no D. Yeah, okay. Now, the next set of questions is the researchers. And I do recommend you, you do quickly look at the five statements, but also an alternative way is to look at the names of the researchers and then go to the text and find what you can pin on them. Now, the mistake I made with this one was I saw the names first in paragraph A and because I was skimming and scanning too much, I didn't realise they actually reappear in paragraph E. That's really my bad. So Kudla and Gao were mentioned in A and they come back in paragraph E. So this was a good learning lesson for me today is just to don't just to not assume that you see them once and that's it. I mean, I know sometimes they give the first name, which is full, and then the second mention, they use the family name. I know that happens. But this one was slightly unusual, I think, because they already mentioned Joyce and then they mentioned Jonathan Jones. But right at the end, they came back to Gao and Kudla. So I, this was tricky, tricky. So... Question 19 says domestication of certain plants could allow them to adapt to future environmental challenges. Well, in paragraph E, Gao says by choosing wild plants that are drought or heat tolerant, we could create crops that will thrive even as the planet warms so we've got this idea of adapting to future environmental challenges is the planet warms, but they could thrive, means they would adapt to that. And again, maybe the structure of the text helps you because it's looking to the future in the final paragraph. So that might help you get it more easily. Number 20 says the idea of growing and eating unusual plants may not be accepted on a large scale. Again, interestingly, in the last paragraph, Jonathan Jones says it will be hard for new foods to grow so popular with farmers and consumers that they become new staple crops. So here's the difficulty, it says, may not be accepted by farmers and consumers on a large scale. And that's it. So that's Jonathan Jones 20. 21 says it is not advisable for the future direction of certain research to be made public. Again, the idea of future research, future direction. Last paragraph, Kudler says he didn't want to reveal which species were in his team's site because they have made the process so easy. 
anyone with the right skills could go to their lab and do this. So that's it. It's not advisable for the research to be made public in the future. And made public is a synonym or paraphrase of the fact that he didn't want to reveal the process. Tricky. Really have to read between the lines. 22. Present efforts to domesticate one wild fruit are limited by the costs involved. So we're looking for something related to expenses, expensive, how much it costs. And that comes in paragraph D. Do you remember Van Eck? She adds that taking the work further would be expensive because of the need to pay for a license. And that is it. It's Van Joyce Van Eck. Efforts to domesticate one wild fruit are limited uh, by the costs involved. And the one wild fruit is this one she mentions, the ground cherry or golden berry. Uh, 23. Humans only make use of a small proportion of the plant food available on earth. So we're looking for numbers, statistics, proportions, percentages, all of that. And there's only one place where you can find this. It's in paragraph A, where Jörg Kudler says there are 50,000 edible plants, but 90% of our energy comes from just 15 crops. So that's it. That's a small proportion of, of the plant food available on earth, just those 15 out of 50,000. Yeah, tough, tough for a reading passage too. Let's move on to the final set of questions and they are gap fills. Now, I promised you here you'd be able to guess one if you did my listening gap fill common answers and I'll show you why. So 24 says an undesirable trait such as the loss of something may be caused by a mutation in a tomato gene. Now, I don't think you could guess this, but after what we've been talking about, what was the negative thing about mutating tomatoes? What do you lose? Remember, we talked about the supermarkets and, and that is it. Um, it's in paragraph B. It says, sometimes the desirable mutations come with less desirable traits. For instance, the tomato strains grown for supermarkets have lost. That word lost is the verb in the sentence. You've got loss, the noun form. So look at my word formation uh, checklist. And, and that's on there lost and loss, much of their flavour. Flavour is the answer. Now, spelling-wise, sorry, this is on my... I've been doing this word formation and spelling list for about two weeks now, so I see everything in terms of that. It's the American and British spelling of flavour. 
Of course, for the reading, you just copy exactly from the text. And here it's O-U-R. But if you spell it without the U, like those words like colour and humour, I've got a list of them in the booklet, then it's fine. It doesn't matter. You could spell it any way, American or British, both correct. In 25, it says, by modifying one gene in a tomato plant, researchers made the tomato three times its original what? So remember we said there's a lot of useful language here for academic writing task one. Remember that paragraph where they talked about they tripled the size of fruit. They tripled. And here we've got this word formation again. Triple means three times. So tripled the size. The answer is they made the tomato three times its original and size is the answer. Finally, this one, please, I think you can guess it. 26. A type of tomato which was not badly affected by something and was rich in vitamin C was produced by a team of researchers in China. So we're looking for a tomato which is not badly affected by something. So we're looking for a commodity. Remember, we've talked about these uncountable nouns. There's a whole list of them like mud, clay, sugar, tea, coffee, metals, silver, gold. All of those uncountable nouns often go in gap fills. And you go to find what China uh, produced in paragraph C. And it says they also created another strain that is more salt tolerant, salt tolerant. Oh, and also something can help you there was rich in vitamin C. So you can easily find and has higher levels of vitamin C. So even if you don't know the word tolerant, you could probably find that gap fill because you know what you're looking for. You're looking for a sing, uh, an uncountable noun. And But just to reiterate, the, the purpose of my word list is so that you know what tolerant means and you're ready to recognise it. So it, it comes up a lot in these readings, um, you know, especially nowadays with global warming and droughts. They talk a lot about genetic modification so that they're more drought tolerant, means they can resist drought, they can survive and thrive. And here, salt tolerant means they can, it doesn't matter if salt water gets into the soil, they can resist that. So they are not badly affected by, and the answer is salt. Phew, okay. This is a heat wave I'm today, and I think my brain has got a little bit addled, but I found that difficult, Yamuna. I must say, um, more difficult than usual for a passage two. I felt I had to jump around a lot more, and uh, yeah, there was that one question that I know it's right, but I'm still not convinced that, that there's a clear guide. It's question 14. 
I said I would come back to it. I've, I've read it a few times and, and still I can't find exactly where it says a type of tomato that can resist a dangerous infection. Well, I can because it, it, it's in paragraph C and it says bacterial spot race. And the type of tomato is simply the wild tomato. But I was looking for a very, very specific type of tomato, I think. And that is just not in the text. OK, great. So thanks for your uh, request. And do let me know if you've got any more requests. I'm very happy to do them. I'm working through book 17 at the moment. And um, if you've got one that you found difficult, then do let me know. Go and have a look at that text. Go through those words that I mentioned. Nutritious, resistant, devastating, edible, transform, desirable, genetic, breeding, reintroduce. All of these come up again and again. Yields, tolerant, expensive, oh no, well, drought, yeah, and species in the last paragraph. Those from those words will really help you with other texts and the listening text. Okay, thanks for listening today. Chat soon. Bye-bye.